In today's episode, we're talking about the virtues and vices of anger in terms of your wealth. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the virtues and vices of anger when it comes to your wealth. Now, most of you may be thinking, Gul, well, what virtues could anger possibly hold for anything, let alone your wealth? Well, all will be explained in a bit. Let me share, let me start by actually talking about the vices, which most people are aware of. And I came across this story and it really highlighted to me the actual vices of anger. And then I'm going to talk about that. And then I will actually talk about the virtues of anger. And I'll give you my my, my perspective on it. And then I'll explain to you how you can understand both sides when it comes to your wealth. So let's get started with the extra story. The story goes as follows. There's this man and he's, he has a son and his son is very temperamental. He keeps losing his temper. So he decides to, you know, teach his son a lesson in the best way possible. And he came to, uh, and he discussed the, the boy's anger issues with, with, the, with the child. And he agreed with the boy that, you know, in order for him to start controlling his anger, he has to channel it in, channel it in a different way. So he, the father gave the son a task that every time he would lose his temper, he would actually um, you know, and hammer a nail into the um, into the garden fence. So they had a large garden fence, and on each in every time during the day, if he lost his anger, that the boy was to hammer in one nail. And uh, and what the boy found was at the end of the first week, he had hammered in thirty seven nails into the fence, which wasn't great. And he realized how, you know, how awful it was. And he also had, you know, put a lot of effort into it. He had to hammer the nail directly. And it was a big nail too, into the into the fence. And slowly and gradually, as he became aware of his, his behavior, and this is interesting to know, he started controlling his anger. He actually found it a lot easier to control his anger than to hammer nails into the fence. So gradually over the next few weeks, he began to control his anger more and more and less nails went into the fence. Now, so once they're all, you know, once it got to the point where he was now no longer putting any more nails into the fence, he was quite, ha- quite happy and quite cheerful and quite happily went on to tell, tell his dad that, look, dad, I'm no longer putting nails into the fence because I'm controlling my anger. The father was really pleased and said, that's great. But then took his son out into the, fa- into the garden and said, look, now that you've put on all those nails, it's, night, it's now time for you to remove them. So now the son had to go back and pull out each of those nails from the fence. So the next few weeks, the, or actually the next couple of weeks, the son you know, managed to take out all the nails from the fence 
And again, he was very pleased with himself. And he went and told his dad, look, dad, I've, you know, I've managed to pull all the nails out. And, you know, I've now undone all the bad that I did. And the father said, that's interesting. Let's go and have a look. So the father took the son back into the fence and showed to his son that even though he had pulled out all the nails from the fence, every single nail had left a hole behind, which meant he could not undo the damage he'd done to the fence. It was not repairable. All he could do was maybe put a filler in the fence or so forth, but it was scar would still remain. The hole or the wound would, would heal up, but the scar of it would still remain. And this highlighted the fact that when you are angry and you say horrible things or do horrible things in a fit of anger, the the things, the damage you cause, the emotional damage you cause and or the physical damage you cause could heal up. But unfortunately, the emotional scar from that anger, from the fit of anger remains. So this story really hit my heart. And I I remember listening to the story a while ago, really long time ago, actually, from my mother, a similar story from my mother. And it it highlights the importance of controlling your anger. Now, you'll be sitting thinking, well, God, if that's the case, then what virtue could there possibly be in terms of anger? And I'm going to come to that in a bit. But I want you to understand, anger on its own is not bad. Okay, anger is just an emotion. Now, The problem with anger is when you are operating from a fit of anger, when you are in a state of anger, you are not thinking, you are saying, doing and behaving in a way which can be damaging to you, to other people and sometimes both, usually both, okay? There's no way that you can say something to someone else without harming yourself. That's just the law of the the universe and that's how karma operates. So when you are acting on anger, when you are behaving in a state of anger, that is what you are doing wrong. Anger on its own is an emotion that you can use, and I'm going to explain to you in a bit. And this leads me on very beautifully to the virtues of anger. Now, I've shared uh, multiple times that usually when when we're angry, we are actually operating from a space of defense. We are defending ourselves. We are defending our virtues. We are defending our, our beliefs. We're defending something. We're, we're, we're acting um, from a place of, you know, when we feel threatened. Usually when we get angry, we are threatened. If not consciously, then subconsciously. And that's why we behave and react, retaliate in that way. However, if you can become aware of your anger or your trigger points, the same way this little boy began to become aware of his anger and then began to start controlling it, if you can do that, you can turn that emotion into a powerful tool. How? Let me tell you. So one of the best things I found, and I found, and this is not, by the way, not my opinion alone, lots of other psychologists and, you know, great thought leaders and great thinkers of the past have said the same thing. Anger is something that you can use as a tool. If you get angry, if you are a temperamental person, by the way, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm someone who's very, very highly emotionally charged and I do get angry. Anger does come to me, but instead of acting on anger, instead of behaving in a, in a, in a manner that's going to be harmful to me and others, 
I instead choose to channel my anger in different ways. So I choose to use my anger as a tool to push me forward in my goals. And this is a virtue of anger. So one of the best benefits of anger is when you use it to get to your goals faster. One of the things I find is you know people become very lethargic or apathetic to their goals to the to the life mission until they are um you know they feel indignant or they feel embarrassed or they feel ashamed for some reason or something some other emotion comes into place which makes them angry for being in that situation which actually is this is the fuel required for people to get moving I, you know a lot of people for example uh, I'm going to give my example. I think this is a true, true example of what happened. So I was in a, in a, in a dead-end marriage. I've shared this a number of times and I am quite open and clear about it. My marriage with Irfan had probably ended probably in the first year. Um, we still went on to have a child in the second or third year, I can't remember now. But... Um, but the marriage was not it, it didn't it didn't begin to start with it was it was just based on the wrong things and compromises and whatever so the marriage wasn't really there from beginning but i still tried to make it work but but you know even though i wasn't aware of it by year f- by 2015 i knew the marriage was over i knew i absolutely knew the marriage was done and dusted it was it was a dead horse that i was beating i was trying to make it work and I knew it wasn't going to work. And I, one of my cousins really kept saying, girl, you need to end this. You need to end this. And she was really, and she was sure about it. But I was continuing with it. I was so uncomfortable. I was so miserable. I felt in my own person and as a person, I, and I was going through and a, a lot of abuse was being hurled at me, by the way. So I was being abused um, physically and not physically so much, but emotionally and otherwise and I, I was completely convinced um, by my ex that I'm ugly and I'm fat and I'm stupid and I'm dumb and I can't handle money. All sorts of rubbish was thrown at me. The, 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 the ultimate level of abuse was given to me. Yet I was not moving anywhere. I was stuck in that marriage. I didn't have sufficient motivation to move, to leave that marriage. This is my point. Okay. So... Come 2016, and once I found out about his affairs, in March 2016, I found out about his affair. And even then, he convinced me that it wasn't um, a genuine affair. It was just texting and whatever else. You know, he would never cheat on me and blah, 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 blah. And I still believed him, right? So... I still wasn't indignant. It wasn't, um, it, the situation didn't make me indignant enough to get angry enough to leave him. I was upset with him, but not angry enough to leave him. Okay. So come um, 31st of August, 2016, I had to catch him red handed. Divine Sanjay had literally picked me up and told me to go and see him where he is. I had to catch him literally red handed with his 19 year old and girlfriend, uh, literally in bed with him. Um, so for me to get sufficiently angry to shift my, you know, where I was. And I look back at that time and I think that's when I was extremely angry. I was screaming, I was fuming, I was crying, but that was something that needed. I needed that anger to get out of that situation. Simple as that. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop.
And I, I, you know, when I look back at that time, I'm grateful to him and I'm grateful to that girl. You know, I, I, I don't know if she ever listens to why would she listen to my podcast, but if she does, I always say I have the, you know, I have, you know, whatever she did and she didn't do, I'm not judging her character at all, you know, but I'm forever grateful to her because if she, you know, if she didn't come into the picture, if they didn't do what they did, and by the way, both of them lied to me, um, you know, after the, uh, when I first found out about from the fair in March, I, I actually became friends with her thinking I was trying to help this young girl get into a better position because I thought this 42 year old was manipulating the 19 year old. Um, um, I, I guess I was too very naive at the time. Anyway, um, so I was actually, um, you know, I, I, I think I was betrayed by both of them, not just one after the. Uh, but anyway, that's just the, the 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 side of me was trying to help her. So, but even though I I was betrayed by her as well, again, I still have you know no hard feelings towards her. I think you know my my I, I send her love and blessings because if it wasn't for her, I would still be in that dead end marriage. And actually, because of the state I was in. Instead of thriving and having multiple seven-figure businesses now, I would actually be six feet under, most likely, or in a mental asylum because I would have lost my brains by now. I would have, I would have had a mental breakdown. I would have done that. Looking back in hindsight, the way I was going and the rapid deterioration of my of my mindset and my mental capabilities, for sure, I would have been either in deep depression or suicidal, or probably if I was suicidal, would be six feet under. But that anger, that moment of anger allowed me to shift my myself it allowed me to you know have enough motivation to move out of that situation this is why i think anger is a beautiful emotion i'm not saying you should behave in, in when you're angry i mean i guess i, I did as well but when, the, when you are angry when something makes you sufficiently angry it gives you the fuel required for you to move most of the time people are uncomfortable but they become comfortable being uncomfortable and they don't move out of the situations anger makes you indignant it makes you ashamed it makes you frustrated and therefore if you're angry frustrated ashamed you will do something about it you will shift away from that situation and this is what anger can help you do and this is i mean i've given the example of when i left my ex this works in every example for example your boss tells you off and or your business is wrong or you don't have a business or you're in the wrong relationship you're or you're in the wrong business or you're in with the wrong partners so a situation can make you sufficiently angry to give you the motivation to take the action you already know you have to take but you are procrastinating about this is one of the best virtues of anger okay if you act on anger if you behave from this from the place of anger yes you will leave holes in the in the fence absolutely the damage you do when you are angry and upset you can never repair you can absolutely not repair that okay but if you understand the virtues of anger you know when i'm angry it's my my higher self, my my inner self telling me I am not happy with this situation. I need to make a change. That could be in your finances. That could be in your business. That could be in your career. That could be in your job. That could be in a relationship. It doesn't really matter. It, it depends on you, where you are, and you are fully aware of it. Anybody tells me, well, I don't know what I want. I'm just angry because I'm angry. You're never angry because you're angry. You do know why you're angry. You just are refusing to accept it. I Anybody tells me, well, I'm just an angry person. I get angry all the time. Why do you get angry all the time? Why do people trigger you all the time? There must be a reason. You have to become aware of what makes you angry and what are the underlying reasons behind it, right? So I knew I wanted to be out of this marriage. For, for, for a while, I was looking for a way out. 
I was looking for a way out subconsciously, I think. Consciously, I just thought, I'm going to make this work. This is my second marriage. I can't leave him. I don't want the kids to grow up with their father. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it work. It was a horrible marriage. And he was an awful dad. I mean, he's he's better now, but he was awful, awful, awful dad even then. Um, he was only around on, on the weekends. And that too, he spent most of the time sleeping because he was catching up on his sleep from the rest of the week. Um, so he wasn't there for his children. Never, never on any, any things. So I... I knew the, this man was an absolutely awful husband and he, you know, and equally bad as a father. Yet I stayed in the marriage thinking because, you know, I don't want to, you know, be, spoil my second marriage, whatever reason. But the point is that anger gave me the motivation to say to hell with everything. I'm going to leave him and he's not, a you know, I don't care whether he, he doesn't be a father to my kids. I cannot stay in this situation anymore. That anger gave me the motivation to move. Without the anger, I would still be in that marriage. Another point is, I remember, you know, when when I was younger, I was really, really angry as a child. I was always angry at my father. Now, I channeled my anger towards education. And also, I was also angry at my brother too, because my brother, when I was growing up, as I mentioned before, was a juvenile delinquent. He did everything under the sun that, you know, you could possibly imagine and put my mother through hell and back. So when we were growing up, my brother did everything wrong. And because I got so annoyed and upset and angry with him, I channeled that anger and also the anger towards my father for, you know, cheating on my mother and remarrying and not giving us any financial support. I channeled both the anger towards both these men into my work. I was a very, very motivated child, extremely motivated child. I don't see many children like that. Actually, I, don't, I haven't seen any child like that. The kind of way I studied, I don't, I don't see anyone else studying like that because I channeled my anger into my studies. And I studied so frigging hard that even though I'm dyslexic and I couldn't read a full sentence until you know I was 11, 12 years old, until you know high school, I didn't let that stop me. I carried on and I, you know, my GCSEs are not as great as my A-levels are better than my GCSEs because obviously as I grew older, I was able to compensate for, for uh, my dyslexic habit or dyslexia. And therefore, as I grew older, my grades became better because I was able to have better bridges, whatever. The point being, I studied bloody hard but the reason why I was able to study is because I had the motivation. Now, I'm one of the most ambitious people I know. And I, when I was younger, is when I look back and think, wow, for, for, a late, for a teenager and for someone in the early 20s, she was really, really ambitious. Why? Again, it, my, my, my passion comes from my anger. And I, I was angry. I was angry at my father. And that time, I wasn't angry at my brother. I was angry at my father that I wanted to prove to him that I didn't need his money. I could make money on my own. So I was highly, highly motivated to succeed. I was, I was going to make it. I was either going to become extremely, extremely successful or die trying. And that's what I did. I became extremely successful both in, in my, my career and in my finances. And now, obviously, you know, in, in my, my current career, my current in business as well but the point is it's I've you know I people say oh well, you're a very angry person and you have you know this is one thing that Irfan used against me a lot that you are so angry and people are always angry you know you're all you know people think you're a very angry person and no one likes you because you're angry and you know blah 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 your own family doesn't like you and he would he, obviously the the narcissistic comments that you came that come through and brainwashing and whatever else so you know he used my anger against me 
And the funny thing is, now when I look at my anger, when I look at my passion, my anger, that that you know that that anger, it comes from the passionate side. Me, I'm an extremely passionate person. I'm passionate about money. I'm passionate about um, abundance. I'm passionate about teaching people about abundance. This is where my passion comes from. My passion is there, and my passion also means I can be angry. I do get angry because I I'm, I'm, I feel very strong emotions towards certain things. But instead of getting angry at people, I channel that anger into constructive action. And this is why I succeed. So I'm telling you, there are virtues in anger. And I'm a prime example. Yes, I still can control my anger better and I'm working on it. But nine times out of 10, if something makes me angry, it makes me take action at a greater level. And I far exceed my competitors because I'm so passionate and because I'm so freaking angry about something. And this is my my one my you know my point to you today. I don't want you to look upon anger and say, oh, that's a negative emotion and I shouldn't get angry and I should brush it under the carpet. Hell no. If you come and work with me in my mastermind, I ask you to embrace every emotion that comes to service. I encourage it. If you're angry, bloody well accept it. Accept the fact that you're angry. But we're not going to get angry and get and scream and shout at people or do self-destructive things. We are going to do, uh, we are going to channel the anger into action and that action is going to get you closer to your goals this is what we're going to do anger allows you to take action at a greater velocity because you are motivated to take action you're not stuck in procrastination a lot of times when you get stuck in procrastination the best way is to become indignant about something to be angry at something this is way for you to be so annoyed so upset so angry you take the freaking action which you know you should have done two years ago and this is why there are virtues in anger but we we cannot um, we cannot ignore the fact that anger has vices. Hence, the name of the topic today was the vices and virtues of anger. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you look upon your emotions of anger with a different light now, and you realize that you can actually channel your anger into taking greater action, and that greater action will bring greater wealth to you. Yes, of course, you have to channel your anger. You cannot direct it at people because if you direct it at people, then you will lose and that will cause you to have, um, you know, cause harm to others and yourself. When you, instead of directing at people, you direct it at constructive action, which allows you to get closer to your goals faster. That is a virtue of anger. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have, do leave us a review. And remember, I do look at all the reviews. And if you leave us a review, please do take a screenshot and send it to moneymindsetpodcast.gmail.com. And we will send you our Millionaire Mirror Meditation for free as our way of saying thank you for supporting the podcasting journey. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.